Hey, welcome to Brand Start, the podcast about starting your own brand and growing your business. I'm your host, Leonard Grape, and in the show, we talk about the entrepreneurial journey. From imagining your first idea, taking the first step, and the challenges, lessons, failures, and successes that entrepreneurs face in building a brand. We started this podcast because we want to help. And if we can inspire even just one of you to pursue your entrepreneurial dream, then all of this is worth it. Hey everybody, it's Leonard Grape and welcome to another episode of the Brand Start Podcast. Today, I'm talking to the founder and CEO of a company called H-Audio Technologies. It's a brand that develops and sells innovative audio devices and aspires to become a truly global audio brand. But more than just an audio tech company, it also makes a lot of difference in the community by allocating a portion of its profit to various social projects. Our guest is also an animal rights advocate and used to be a radio DJ and broadcaster for 20 years before deciding to start his own company. Here with me today is H. Marcel. H, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here and talk to me today. I'm really hyped to have you over and to learn more about your brand and the things that you're doing but let me start our conversation, H, by asking you, how did you start your brand? Oh, man, it's a, it's a long journey. I guess we had two similar starts a long time ago. Uh, we, of course, with radio, I used to always do uh, fundraisers because I did run a couple of radio stations here in Metro Manila. I even invested in one before. Uh, mm-hmm. The very first hip-hop station was uh, Power 108. Okay. Um, and then we moved on to Blazin 105.9 and then 103.5 Max FM. And then all of a sudden, uh, I ended up uh, ending up uh, almost a decade of my years in Wave uh, 89.1. So the H stands for DJ H-Town. So everybody called me H. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've always been into the audio space, of, of course. And one day we wanted to raise funds for kids because when I was growing up, I was uh, I was one of those uh, not really bad kids, but I made some bad mm-hmm. decisions, right? So I wanted to do something for the youth. Um, there was one time I was walking, you know, oftentimes I do a lot of uh, walking back in the days and I was walking through EDSA mm-hmm. and there was this one kid that was getting slapped around by uh, the cops. Oh wow! Uh, and they were, uh, and I was like, "Why are you guys slapping this kid around?" And then they were like, "Nagnak uh, Osha, he uh, what do you call? It? He was stealing, uh, mm-hmm. trying to steal a purse." And I said, "It's probably because he, you know, he's trying to feed his family. I, I don't know what, what it was, but of course, you know, being the youth, they don't make a lot of good decisions in life. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're all uh, a work in progress. Uh, some more better than others, some far worse." Mm-hmm. And I wanted to raise funds for these kids so that there would be a big brother kind of personality that will talk to them. Me being in the radio business for uh, two decades, 
I wanted to, you know, uh, get some of my friends that are celebrities that would kind of give them a big brother image, um, teach them different things, whether it be from dance, making music, producing music, things like that. Of course, we have to raise funds to create that kind of program. So a friend of mine from Seattle came down from China one day and he said, we have... I saw these headphones. We could put our logo on it, and then we can uh, we can sell it, and we could you know help these kids out. I was like, let's do it. So we did that, but then I never the it didn't sound right. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, course, what do you mean about course, that? What do you mean about that? Well, I, I've been a radio broadcaster for 20 years, aside from you know a station manager and a program director, and I you know it's kind of like. You're buying something from Green Hills, you know, oh, yeah, those kind of yeah. so <laughs> of, of course it's cheap and we put and then I, I kept asking, I kept sending it back to that company and they would send it back, but it's still not the right, you know, taste that I have when it comes to audio. Mm-hmm. So one day, um, you know, when I retired from uh the radio business, uh which um happened back in 2017. I took a plane flight to China and started visiting factories. I started visiting audio engineers uh, in Shenzhen. Shenzhen is actually the Silicon Valley of Asia. So Mm -hmm. anything that you want to create, it's there. So that's how it started. And we started building our own thing instead of buying some uh, Chinese product. And, you know, uh, and just putting our logo on there. Now we're actually doing it the right way that we want to do. And yeah, that's how it all started. Yeah, that's really uh, amazing. I think, first of all, it's really amazing how it really started, not even with the business mindset right off the bat. I mean, it sounded to me that it really started with, with the desire to do something even bigger than just having a business. And then immediately, yeah. right from the very start, you're, you're very clear about the type of quality products that you wanted to offer, which I also wanted to ask. I'm curious, H, how is your process in terms of deciding what product to, to release to the market? Because during that time, there's quite a lot of other options already. So can, can you share with us what does your product development journey look like, more or less? Product development journey? Oh, man, that's what they hate me for, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. in, uh, being a CEO, uh, you, of course, you have people uh, that handle finances for you now because you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll end up yeah. spending it all, right? <laughs> uh, especially with me. I'll end up spending it all on R&D and design and all that. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I have all kinds of different you know, uh, I- ideas all the time, like uh, the H-Audio replace that we came out with, right? It's, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like the Sony Walkman kind of thing and I was like one day I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy yeah and I was yeah. like how come Sony never came out with a wireless uh version of this so we ended up uh doing that so <laughs> it starts from there just from idea off off the top of my head um now we're looking into like a uh, vintage earbuds that we're going to release in March uh we're working on a, a mini boombox because that I grew up in I'm an 80s 90s kid you know um yeah I grew up in that era where everybody had a boombox but then now I look at designs from you know you go to uh whether it be urban gadgets power mac or you know a department store you see the same kind of design all the time it's it's either a, a square 
or mm -hmm. it's a cylinder or, or something speaker. And I was like, we're going to make a boom box, a small one. So that's where, uh, that, that's where it starts. Yeah. And then we start, uh, I have a design team, actually just the meeting after uh, or before us, uh, I met with a company called Hatch Duo. They're the ones that design a lot of the stuff for a lot of the big brands. So we had the design team uh, render my idea and create a 3D kind of uh, image. Mm -hmm. Then we do it and then we split it up and do we do it by part by part by part. Then we go through a process called tooling. Tooling is when you start creating the molds for the machinery so that it can just start mass manufacturing. Then we get mm -hmm. all the licenses so that we don't get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and then we, you know, uh, during that time that that's happening, we're already doing the marketing plan and the, the, the studies and all that on how we're going to distribute. And then next thing you know, it's getting shipped and uh, we're receiving it and we're putting it in all the stores in the malls. Fascinating. That, that's sort of like a crash course on really building a, building a product end to end. But I love what you said that it's yeah. always, you know, having your brain like a bed for ideas and then looking also into the competition. Yeah. So, you know, that you're, you're sort of innovating, introducing something new to the market. H, I also yeah. wanted to pick your brain about branding. Uh, I see that you're really positioning H Audio as a Pinoy brand, but to really also become a global brand. What do you think are the key factors that are important in, in building a strong international brand? Great service and great products, uh, products that people will remember. Because, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of people that will go into this kind of space and what they do, like I said, right, um, they'll just buy something from China and they'll stamp their logo on there and yeah. that's it. Um, you know, uh, what? You have to do something different all the time. I've, I've been that kind of person uh, ever since I was younger, um, even with radio stations, right? When I first mm -hmm. got here uh, to the Philippines back in 2000, I was requesting for songs and, uh, from different radio stations that they wouldn't play because I was, you know, mm -hmm. I, was, I was a hip hop kid. So I decided like, hey, why don't we open our own hip hop station an all hip hop station? So we opened Power 108. Um, you have to do something different, different from everybody else. Whether you're Pinoy, you're Spanish, you're black, you're white, you're orange, you know, you're purple. <laughs> yeah. You have to do something different from everybody else. Otherwise, you're just following, you know, everybody else's rules, right? Yeah. Great. So Great. with branding Great. and you want to be a global brand or something, uh, you of course, you want to present uh, people from different nations or different uh, consumers, mm -hmm. um, you have to present them something new, something different, something that they've never seen before. And that's yeah. what I've saw yeah. that always works. Great answer. Uh, to my standpoint, also as a brand strategist, mm. when I work with other companies or entrepreneurs, that's what we usually call the USP, right? Uh, your, your unique selling point. Yeah. But, but I love what you, when you answered, I love that you actually said great service first and then great product because usually that really yeah. needs to go hand, hand in hand. Um, but what have you seen works best for you so far in terms of your, your marketing efforts uh, and, and trying to generate sales age? Uh, what's worked? I guess referrals from service. That's why I said great service, right? Because wow, okay. I go into, 
I will go into our Lazada. I will go into the stores and actually know what's going on. And sometimes I would actually call these guys myself instead of mm -hmm. having a staff call them. And sometimes I'll, I'll call them. They feel a little bit more important. Um, if even with our very first product that we released, I had, uh, you know, we, our very first product, we released only 100 pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, most, uh, most of it, I was selling out of the trunk of my car before we started getting into stores and also oh, had wow. a bike. Our, yeah, our very first store was a bike shop that we were, uh, you know, uh, distributing to. And I wrote handwritten letters on there thanking each and everybody um, inside the box for purchasing the product. So, and then when it came to service, you know, I, I would always look at all during my day, uh, a part of my day goes into looking at all the inquiries, all the, uh, you know, I'll miss a lot, but I mean, I'll pick out some and I'll see right away. I love problems. I'm a mm -hmm. natural born problem solver. So I love problems and I love solving them. And most of the time I'll, I'll do it myself. And sometimes, you know, you return a product, you have to wait like two, three days because something's wrong with it. We'll send it the next day if we can. Wow. I, I yeah. think that's, that's really interesting and fascinating. And I wanted to like talk to you more about those early stages age. So really amazing. Yeah. Like, you were really, you were the one who was really selling it and then sort of like guerrilla sales tactic. Can, can you share a little yeah. bit more about those uh, grinding days during the early, early stages of your company age? Yeah. Remember I told you I went to uh, uh, China, right? So yeah. I, I met uh, I met an, a few audio engineers online, uh, and then they said, "Yeah, come to Hangdian, uh, which is one of the places that nobody has probably heard of before, right?" I haven't so, heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hangdian is uh, a little bit more central China, you know. Okay. So I went there, took a plane trip. I arrived there. Uh, I was like, "I'm gonna be all right. I'll arrive there, whatever." I arrived there at 3 a.m. Uh, around 2, 2, 3 a.m. And I was like, I'm going to find my way. So uh, I didn't even know that, you know, you'll land in a town called Yiwu. So Yiwu is about, uh, it's like from driving here to Pampanga, right? Mm -hmm. Or uh, almost Pampanga or, or to Subic. So yeah, I didn't like know about, that's how about far. About two hours, right? About at least two hours, right? right? Yeah. So I got a cab. And I was like, and nobody talks, nobody talks English. Oh right? my. So I was trying to show him this. I was like, because when I got there, I was like, I'm going to be all right because I could just show him on, the, on Google Maps or whatever how to get there. Google doesn't work. Oh no. <laughs> so I showed him that and it was in English, so he couldn't read it. So for like almost an hour, me and the taxi driver were like talking on how to get there. And then there, uh, fortunately, there was a guy that kind of uh, saw what we were doing at the airport. And he said, uh, okay, this is how you get there. He told the taxi driver. So I just got in the car. I fell asleep. Next thing you know, he's like waking me up and I'm at my hotel. And yeah, um, we started uh, creating products or, that we wanted to release. And then the very first one was something I called the H4. Mm -hmm. um, it was an earbud. So when I first got that uh, done, uh, it arrived in the Philippines, 100 pieces. And I was like, uh, I got to sell all this. So 
So I just started promoting, I guess, on my Facebook uh, yeah. to friends. Yeah. Uh, and to me, this is the hardest part that you will have to realize. When you create a product, the first thing I always say is, oh, I got about 500, 1,000 friends that, you know, that'll support me. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, the people that really bought from me weren't my friends. There were mm -hmm. people that really liked what we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. uh, although thanks to uh, some of my friends that actually supported, but yeah, try to sell it on Facebook or, or whatever. And yeah, fortunately it sold out. And then, you know, you, it's, uh, from what I learned, you always try to double up. So we started working on new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, a really great yeah. insight. Um, really understanding, I think the market needs, and I, I, I could resonate very strongly to what you said, H. When, when I also started my own company, this is different, of course, because we're not a product company. Uh, I own an yeah. agency, a branding agency called the Vineyard Brand Consultancy. And one of the first things I yeah. did also was, you know, to call out my friends, reach out to say, hey, I'm leaving the corporate world. I'm starting this company. Do you have like anything you need in terms of branding, et cetera? And it's the same case. Yeah. Uh, I Probably 90% of of our first clientele base didn't even come within my closest circle. Um, so yeah. I think you, you, you made a really great point uh, on, on that note, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I also wanted to um, talk to you about scaling a company. Uh, at this point, yeah. it's obvious that you're currently already enjoying a certain level of success. Before I ask the question, just to provide context, would you be comfortable to like share... Uh, a little bit about like general range in terms of your year-on-year -year growth, in terms of your sales or revenue, like how many percentage or ranges of um, sales more or less, just to give a context to our listeners on the level of success that you're already enjoying, H. Oh, wow. Uh, actually, the first, first two, well, we started around 2017, mid-2017 was when we started uh, registered. Uh, I was really on the ball, on the hustle. Um, I didn't see growth until probably just last year, actually, to, to be honest, because mm -hmm. uh, the I had to see where the business works and where it doesn't. Uh, we're more of a B2B business now. Yeah. Uh, or rather, that's what keeps us alive. That's actually, that's what's kept us alive from the very beginning. It okay. wasn't me selling those 100 headphones. It was me knocking at the doors of my previous advertisers and radio. And I, uh, I got at the doors of Huawei, uh, Coca-Cola, you know, these kind of brands. And you know how they have the Coke Studio headphones and yeah. all that. We're the ones that, we're the ones that made those oh, uh, headphones for Coca-Cola. Uh, you know, some of the uh, earphones that come with the Huawei phone that you buy. Uh, H-Audio was the one that actually, uh, you know, delivered that to their doors. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so I didn't start seeing it until the pandemic. I learned a lot during the pandemic. Like, you know, when uh, 2020 started, I was like, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? People are going to lose their jobs. Yeah. We even yeah. went into, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, I didn't want the factory workers to lose their jobs. Uh, so we went into making face masks mm -hmm. and uh, PPE. Uh, we started manufacturing those. Wow. And... Yeah, fortunately, I had a couple of friends that were trying to sell them overseas, so we were able to do some uh, uh, providing in Brazil, South America, and all that. And um, I think we grew by 500% in 
uh, not wow. through the face mask, not, not through yeah. the face mask, but <laughs> okay. uh, during the pandemic, we grew from around 2020 and 2021, we grew by 500% because I started attacking the U.S. market and what was needed. So the funniest part about this is we aren't making headphones. Mm-hmm. We are making audio mirrors. Like we started uh, providing audio mirrors. Like, you know, you go into your hotel, like mm-hmm. uh, like Best Western. Some of our clients are also uh, people that build apartment buildings. So they need to sell their apartment, you know, complex a little bit more different from everybody else, especially mm-hmm. uh, with college kids. So these college kids want something different. So we created an audio mirror. Now in uh, University of Florida, there's a couple of apartment buildings there that we've already supplied. So you go in there, you turn on your Bluetooth on, on your phone and music plays on your mirror that's uh, really in the great. bathroom. That's really good. So that, um, yeah, that's how we started becoming a global brand is because of that. So yeah. No, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. From first two, three years, it was uh, it was a struggle, man. It's a, it, it was very hard, but then it was fun. You have yeah, to that, do Yeah, that's this what I wanted fun. to ask. Um, when when you were like when you weren't seeing growth year on year, first three years, it's probably so difficult. Yeah. And then you want you tried to pivot. What kept you going, H? Hi. Thank you for listening to Brand Start. We're pausing a bit for a quick message. Are you thinking of starting your own business? Do you have an idea for your brand or are you someone who needs help in growing your business? If yes, then you're in need of a branding and communications company to support and help you with your journey. The Vineyard Brand Consultancy can provide you with personal support from its team of brand strategists, communicators, and designers. They will help you develop a brand and communication strategy, create your brand identity and design, and ensure that your business resonates with your audience through effective brand communications plan. If this is something that you need, please head on to www.thevineyardbc.com forward slash free brand call to start. Again, that's www.thevineyardbc.com forward slash free brand call. Now back to the conversation. I just, it, it was fun for me. Uh, you know, I'm that kind of person that I, I, I love this struggle. I, I just, uh, you know, even when I was like 15, I ran away from home. You know, uh, my dad was very strict. He's from the military and all that. So ran away from home. I, I'm used to trying to figure things out for myself. So it, it continued on. And the thing that I've always wanted to do is something that I find fun. And, you know, I, I find it fun to, to try to figure things out. Uh, I find it fun to create new products uh, and, and do all that. And I'll find all my ways, you know, most people would spend on clothes and all that. I don't. I spend on my R and D, clothes, yeah. cars. I used to be that guy. I used to be that guy. Man. I'm not gonna lie. If you even <laughs> ask a lot of people, like I, I'm the one with, I, I'll pull up with uh, cars and rims and have all the jewelry and all that. But now I'm spending mm-hmm. it all on, you know, um, speaker wires and copper and <laughs> yeah. glass yeah different kinds of things no thank you man yeah. thank you for, for sharing that answer I, I think that's really powerful for those who are aspiring or currently entrepreneurs who are trying to also really grind it out what you just said this is i think is really powerful uh what i got yeah. there is number one just just kept going 
have fun as much as you can, even if you know things aren't really going great. But what I also got from you is when things weren't really going great, you found it as a way to look for new opportunities. And so you pivoted to becoming from a B2C more to become a B2B um, kind of company. So I, I think that's, that's really powerful. And when you said you love struggle, man, I don't think I hear a lot of people saying that. So, so thanks for, for yeah. being so open to that. Um, my last question before we change lanes in our conversation, H, I also want to talk to you about the positive impact that you and your company are making in the community. Um, off the record, before we hit the record, you, you were also sharing something, but I also saw that you have this project that you called Sound Healing PH. Uh, can, can you share yeah. with us what this project is all about and the other great things that you're doing for, for the community H? Yeah, uh, like I said, like, uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't a bad kid, but I got into trouble a lot. I'll be honest, I've been to, I've probably been locked up in jail back in the days for about six, seven times, right? Um, so I know what these kids are going through out there. And I wasn't a bad person. I was just misled, you know, uh, when I was growing up. Uh, it's not like today, um, you have Elon Musk, you have Jeff Bezos and these kind of people to look up to. Me, I was looking up to the drug dealer down the street and he had on the fresh Jordans, he had on the jewelry, had 24 karat gold rims on his car, he had a drop top. And I was like, I want to be just like this guy, right? So, yeah. and there's there's kids that's going to be like that. And there's kids that 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 want to shine and, and the they fail to realize uh, what's really important in life. Uh, I won't say that it's because my parents weren't there for me. It's just that, you know, uh, I had, I wanted to figure it out on my own. And I think that's what kids need to do nowadays. So I, we decided to create like the sound healing project. Um, we did the PH3 headphones, 61% of the, uh, you know, uh, of the profits on there goes to helping kids. And not just kids, but also stray animals. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a big love for stray animals. Um, even if, I don't know if you heard about the Shangri-La incident that happened when those cats disappeared there and the whole public was just going nuts over it. And uh, I was the one that actually, you know, uh, helped escalate that problem. And now they're feeding the cats uh, every 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool, man. It's really cool. Yeah. No, congratulations. I think you're doing a lot of impact and, and just for you to, to make sure that your company is allocating certain portions of what you're earning to, to these projects, I think really make a lot of difference. And it's so empowering to hear entrepreneurs, successful people like you to never forget where, you know, where you've come from and how you can really make an impact to, to others as well. Uh, H, I want to shift lanes now with our conversation and talk to you a little bit more about your personal journey as an entrepreneur. Uh, you shared a little bit about this, but more than 20 years in the radio industry, what made you decide to, to leave all that and then become a full-time entrepreneur? Politics. <laughs> oh, wow. That's an interesting answer. Care to share a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, with every corporation, <laughs> you're going to have politics and all that. So when I was, uh, I was running Wave for a couple of years and... Um, yeah, so in Wave 89.1, we started doing great. I started doing things that nobody was doing. No other radio stations were doing. Every show had its own DJ spinner. Uh, you know, they would spin and it'd be, uh, you know, every first 
top of the hour, we'd have a spinner spinning that, you know, for 15 minutes, nonstop music. Um, we started doing concerts. I started bringing in like Bone Thugs and Harmony and we started doing music awards, uh, different things than from everybody else. I started creating more revenue. And with that comes with, you know, um, people that don't Other like what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Other yeah, nuances, uh, not from our group, but from other, uh, you know, other places. Like, uh, well, we have five radio stations, and there's one sour graper that runs, uh, you know, um, a different uh, genre of music, and he started sour graping, and then uh, word got around that he was trying to do this, and one day I said. I wanted to leave. I said, because before it was like, the owner would be like, that's such a great idea, that's, let's do it. And then it turned to, isn't your uh, idea a little too big? And that's when I knew like, oh, somebody's sour grape, somebody's telling this guy's stuff. So uh, somebody told me who it was and I mm -hmm. figured out who it was. I said, you know what? You let this guy run the radio station and I'll leave and let's see what goes on from there. Next thing you know, when I left, uh, they were at the bottom of the list. And yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the sales I, went down. Yeah, but, but I think it's, it's so courageous of you. If, if it's something that you're, that you're already not aligned with, with who you are and the values that you have, why bother staying? Yeah. <laughs> why bother staying? Yeah. Uh, thanks for that, H. I also wanted to ask you, so far in your entrepreneurial career, uh, what do you consider as your biggest failures or mistakes if you have anything i don't have any mistakes it's all <laughs> okay i really okay. I, I i guess i look at life differently you know okay there are there are some things that i'd really love uh if i would have done it the differently back in the days i would probably stayed in school mm. and finished college but again i didn't because it wouldn't be who I am today and it wouldn't be me today. Right. Um, yeah. You know, um, mistakes or yeah. Uh, I don't take them as mistakes. I take them as uh, learning curves, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, people will always look at the things that they regret in life or mm -hmm. the mistakes that they made in life, but they don't see that those aren't really mistakes. Those are learning curves. Uh, you know, um, Mistakes, I think, is when you make a mistake, it's because you keep repeating it over and over and over again. I never believe in problems. I always mm -hmm. believe that it's just a situation and it becomes a problem if you don't try to actually fix the situation. That's so a really that's my answer. Yeah, that's my perspective in life. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, that, that. I think that's really very powerful. You know, while, while you were saying that, I sort of trying to, to get along with you and then think about the things that I've also done. Uh, but, but it's so powerful when you said it's all about how we view things in life. And definitely yeah. failure is part of the process, but I love how you define uh, mistakes would really be things that you do and you keep on repeating it. But if it's like something that happened and then you try to immediately learn from it, use it as a, yeah. as a, as a growth experience, then it's probably not even considered yeah. as, a, as a failure or mistake, right? Yeah, it's a learning. I call it a learning opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
H, you're, you're also at the helm of uh, a global holding company, right? So other than H Audio Technologies, and then you're a CEO, you're an entrepreneur, you're also an animal advocate. I wanted to ask you, uh, as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, can you share with us what's your typical day look like? Like what time do you wake up? Do you have any routine? What, what time do you end your work? Uh, those kind of stuff. Um, I wake up uh, 5 a.m. Uh, around 5 a.m. I clean up the cat litter in the litter box. <laughs> oh, you own a cat? You own a cat? I have 20 cats, man. Oh, my. Yeah, I got wow. 20 cats and one chihuahua. Um, but they all don't live with me. I actually rent a condo in BGC for them. <laughs> well, They're, good for uh, them. I, <laughs> good for those cats. Yeah, good for... I, I think um, it, it's because uh, out of saving a lot of rescued animals, I've been fortunate to be blessed and good mm -hmm. karma came along the way. It's helped the business along the way. So yeah, uh, 5 a.m., I clean up cat litter, brush my teeth, uh, drink water. By about 5.30, I'm doing uh, uh, different things uh, throughout the week, like MWF, I do yoga. Uh, Thursdays, Tuesday, Thursdays, I do Qigong. I'm not sure if you know what Qigong is. Uh, no, not really. Like tai it's like Tai Chi, but it's... Uh, it's like the Tai Chi that the martial artists use, that the okay. monks and the mountains, mm -hmm. that's what they do. Um, then around six, I cook my breakfast. Then I go for a run. Uh, about seven o'clock, I, what do you call it? I read a book for at least 15 minutes. And then I uh, look throughout my, uh, I guess my calendar and see what my day is going to look like. And, you know, that's around eight, uh, when MWF, I, uh, go to the gym at 8 AM and then I start my day at nine and then it goes throughout the day. And then, yeah, it's more of uh, Mondays. I do meetings and meetings, Tuesdays, meetings, meetings, meetings with, cause I have different ventures, right? So I do yeah. meetings of, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. And then Wednesday is more of the uh, legwork uh, mm -hmm. of what those meetings have to get done. So, yeah. And then I go to sleep at around, I like being bed in bed around 9, 9 p.m. Even if I'm not falling asleep, I'm listening to audiobooks, watching Netflix or something like that. So, really yeah. amazing, man. Really amazing. No, no wonder you're... you're enjoying a certain level of success in your life right now. Um, really amazing. Look, we're now going to work towards wrapping up because I'm also very conscious about your time. Uh, I have one last question and then we're going to do what I call as a, as a final segment of the show. Um, I wanted to also ask you, what, how do you define success, H? Success? Um, happiness. Success is being able to accept and love yourself and being able to, I guess, like what you're doing in life and like what your, your position in life, whether you be, you're struggling right now, you, you'll like it. Um, you know, for, for a lot of people out there, they're afraid to just, you know, uh, take the jump and take the leap. Uh, I think success is more of, uh, accepting who you are, what you do, your position in life and loving the journey. Powerful, That's what man. success is. 
Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you for that, H. And I love it. Happiness. Uh, maybe that's one thing I'll remember from, from this interview. H for happiness, H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're yeah. now going yeah. to, to move to the last part of the show. This is a segment I call the finish line. Uh, so I'll, I'll be asking yeah. you like five questions that I want you to answer as concise as possible. Uh, okay? okay. So here it goes. First question. One characteristic that an entrepreneur must have to succeed. Drive. Love the answer. Second, yes. who is your favorite local music artist? There's probably quite a lot because you've been in the industry for 20 years. <laughs> I wanted to ask that anyway. I'm still stuck on the, uh, you know, on the old school. I, I, I like bamboo. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, um, third. Yeah. Thanks for that. Third question. Any song that entrepreneurs should listen to if they want to feel pumped up? Any recommendation? It's by Mayno. Okay, but they should probably check Mayno. Is that Mayno? M-A-N-O? Yeah, that's what it is. All the above Mayno. All the above by Mayno. Okay, thanks for that. I will make sure to also include that in our description. Lastly, H, why do you think someone should start his or her own brand? They should start it because I read a book by uh, Russell Simmons before. And he believed that all the ideas that we have in our head comes from a higher being from above. And if you don't do anything about it, that means you're disrespecting that idea that was planted to you. And I think that would be the best answer that I always remember when people ask me, why would I do this? Because uh, you know it's planted in your head for a reason and why not? Yeah, thanks for that. That's really powerful. That's also one thing that I've said for, for some of my speaking engagements, if it's an idea that keeps coming back in your head, that's probably an idea worth pursuing. But I love even how you said it, that I also am a believer that there's an almighty being above and most powerful than anything else. Yes. So make sure to, to try and see which path you're trying to, to be led on by that power. So thank you so much, H. Yeah. Um, this has been really fun. This is really coming off yeah. as a special request. Uh, do you think you can yeah. do like a, <laughs> like a DJ spiel, a short in, invitation spiel for people to listen to Brand Start and to this episode with you? Okay. What's up, everybody? This is Marcel. People call me H. Thanks for tuning in. And if you guys want to check out our show over here at Brand Start with Leonard Grape, make sure that you guys tune in. Check out my story and how you learn about struggling and how to overcome it here on Brand Start. Check it out. Thank you so much, H, for being so game. That's really great. Uh, obviously, you're a professional DJ, so I love that. Uh, thank you so much once again for being so generous of your time for being so open and sharing your story and insights. Before we end the episode, I, I want to make sure that people can learn more about you and, and your brand. Can you share with us where is the best place for people to learn about you and H Audio Technologies or your other companies? Okay, uh, I guess through www.h-audio.com. And also, uh, I think uh, there's one in New Zealand also. Um, h audio dot co dot nz and then you could also find us on instagram at h dot audio and on facebook slash h audio technologies all one word and yeah i guess or they want to look at all the things that we're doing as a whole global global holdings company it's www.marcelinoglobal.com yeah, thanks so much yeah. for that. We'll make sure to link all of those details in our show notes. Once again, H, 
Thank you so much for being here and I wish you all the best and may God bless you. You too. Thanks for having me on the show and I uh, wish you the best. Thank you for listening to Brand Story and I truly appreciate you for making me a part of your day. I hope you can share this with a friend and leave a review. That will help us reach more people and improve our show. Be sure to also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. This show is produced by our company, The Vineyard Brand Consultancy, a branding and communications agency that can help you create and grow your brand. Learn more about us by visiting www.thevineyardbc.com. Before I say goodbye, I hope you are closer in taking that first step in pursuing your entrepreneurial dream. Until then, this has been Leonard Grape reminding you to always dare to dream big.